Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I, f- I farted in a baby's face. I was at a little red light in New York waiting to cross the street. I looked around. Nobody's there. I cut a fart. I don't know where a lady comes up with a baby in the baby carriage, parks the baby's face right in my ass cheeks. And it was one of those new baby carriages where the baby's sitting up like a factory manager looking over the floor. (laughs) Right in its face. Laughing at the mother's face as I was doing it. She was so mad, which made it even funnier to me for some reason. She was like, really? In a child's face? (laughs) And the sound was amazing. First of all, I had tight underwear. Have you ever farted with tight underwear and tight jeans? You fart from here and then the bubbles go up. It's like a little army. You can feel them. Oompa. Do-do-do. And they hit the underwear elastic <laughs> like a minute later. <laughs> I played jazz hits from the 80s out of my ass. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. Hosted by two men who have never encountered a mirror they didn't enjoy. Elsie Fox and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the time-delayed Elsie Fox. Elsie, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I've, uh, I've, I fell back and fell forward, and uh, I'm in perfect sync. Mm. How are yeah. you? Yeah, we were, um, I'm busy resetting clocks, as you know. It's, uh, it's the, sure. the daylight saving, so just a reminder, everybody fall forward you know, and spring back uh, here coming March 13th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I usually... Uh, you know, twice a year, I reserve at least an hour and a half of me reprogramming my clocks. It's very challenging for me to do all you, that. You put it on your calendar so it pops up mm-hmm. as a reminder you need. Uh, I do. I'm going to have to miss church, you know, twice yeah. a year because of this deer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I have uh, uh, 50 other excuses, too, for the year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never run out of them. Um, no. <laughs> hey, did you happen to watch Midnight Mass on Netflix? 
No. Okay. Is that a, what is it? It's a series. It's like a seven episode thing. I think it was kind of dropped in October because of that kind of spooky, you know, uh, Halloween vibe to it. Uh, this, okay. this is not a spoiler, but you know, I got to tell you, it's been a long time since I've, since I've gone to church on a regular basis, you know, literally, literally since I got confirmed. Um, for what it's worth, I, I go with my mom when we're in the same state because she asks me and I just say yes. Sure. But uh, other than that, I just, you know, there really hasn't been too many opportunities like weddings and shit. That's really about it. Um, Midnight Mass really was traumatic for me in one sense. Um, the church music and the performing of the music was... It was so spot on. Plus, it wasn't like short. They almost they when they started, they did it like you were in church. You were hearing it from the beginning to the end, and you had to sit there. And it was the only thing that was different was that it might have been closer to in key than what you would hear in your standard Lutheran church. But uh, it it was you know, I had to go see a therapist. Um, it was it was a lot to, to it, it, just a lot of repressed you know uh, abuse. <laughs> um, so kudos to the people who made that show. That was. Very fucking realistic. A short review. It's worth watching, but be prepared. The first three episodes are going to drag. And then it really is about three episodes worth of... It can be done in three episodes. They just drag a lot of the shit out. But the good parts are really good. Anyway, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's that's this cool. week's pick. Lamageddon already has at least five new views because of last uh, my recommendation. So <laughs> uh, I'm looking to get those guys on the show. Excellent. Yeah. Uh I want the llama though. I understood. I mean both of both of our homes have have water stained ceilings uh, as well as <laughs> is what was what was in Yeah. So we got that in common. And yeah, the other thing I've heard about Netflix is I don't know if this happened with you at work, but just from pop a pop culture uh check real quick was every single person one weekend came in on a Monday and said, "Dude, you have to watch Squid Games." Yeah, you said it, you too? It, it's Squid Game, by the way. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it it definitely blew up. I watched the trailer, saw it was, I don't know. It Look, maybe it's better. I just haven't watched, given it time. It doesn't look like something I would like. Even when people describe it, it sounds like, you know, this sounds like, I don't know, like The Purge or, or other things that uh, I've seen that I didn't really get that into. So, Well, I like The Running Man. Sounds like that. That, the, I, no, I... I know what that movie is about, so that's a great oh great example. Because, but I didn't see that one back. I've never seen the Running Man, the Schwarzenegger oh. movie. What's the other one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Um, Hunger, Ga- Hunger, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. That's that was the the callback I was trying to get. But uh, okay, um, fair enough. Just saying that I haven't heard the Midnight Mass. That's the only thing I've heard. You have to see this man. But mm. uh, but you know, yeah, I de- it, it probably- did not have the pop culture effect of of Squid Game. That's for sure. Right, and it's probably because his drip is whack. Yeah, exactly. Just whack drip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of Halloween uh, costumes, my understand, were Squid Game characters. But, uh, uh, you know. It, <laughs> at, at my work, too. I'm like, what the hell are you? They're like, oh, dude, you haven't seen this? It came out three weeks ago. You should know, you know, you know every, every single character. But, uh, yeah, the entire uh, section of the company was dressed in Squid Game uh, theme. So, okay, anyway. Well, yeah, anyway. I was actually talking about people going out to Halloween parties. Uh, I, I The people that dress up for work are a little... It depends what the costume is, but I don't know. It, it that's a bit much. Do, do you that's kind of required. Up? Well, well it, it's kind of it's required. You know, mm. it, it's not. You know, they, they can't mandate it, but you're kind of a, you know, kind of a stick in the mud. If you don't, you could actually dress up. I should dress up as a stick in the mud <laughs> next <laughs> next time for uh, Halloween. Actually, <laughs> uh, I, when it, when it comes to mandates like that, I'm a uh, a firm believer in uh, um, 
I don't know what's a fancy word for clothes. Um, like haberdasher. Attire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Haber- okay. Attire freedom. I need. I mm. you know I do not need to be told what to wear, um, or anything at all. That's all. All I'm gonna say. So, so you're gonna be you're gonna be protesting. Yeah. Either with Halloween outfits. That's your whole thing. Do not require me. I'm not a stick in the mud when it comes to Halloween, as you know. Uh, oh, no. Uh, just grandiose costumes at work. Anything that requires face paint or a oh, mask God, no. No, or a no, cape. No. Anything flowing is just too much. And, you know, it, uh, and then, you know, the, like we, I can't remember what our, our delivery driver wore the laminate for the band that he works with. And he mm-hmm. said, I'm going as a... And he had to explain it to everybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. You know, I get it. You're going as your fucking self. You know, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it's very difficult in most conversations. It's always... It's an odd thing. Dressing up for Halloween. And plus, mm-hmm. like, you're still doing work. So you have to have, like, serious... Like, you go to meetings... <laughs> Stuff like that, and you're presenting, or you have to have a sit down with your coworker, and you have to discipline them, and you're dressed up as fucking Fred Flintstone or something like that. It's like it just doesn't work. Enough. <laughs> you see that on your article? I wouldn't have dressed up if I'd known I was getting laid off. And it's a guy dressed like <laughs> Darth Maul holding a box. That would be awkward, huh? Although maybe it's yeah. a way to ensure that you're not gonna get fired that day. I'm just That's right. you can't fire me dressed as Gandalf. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's, it's against, uh, you know, just all principles. But anyway, uh, okay. what you got? Hey, man, I got like a, a bit of an old man moment to share with you. Um, mm. As you like to say, I'm super, super old, way older than you, um, even though our pictures are in the same yearbook. Uh, but that said, uh, this definitely is one of those moments where you go, dear God, I am I am. I'm going to die. Uh, I, I had basically just gotten out of the shower one morning, just getting ready for work, and I was basically half dressed. Uh, you know, in, in, yeah, exactly. Mm. Paint the picture for the the ladies in the what back. half? What uh, half is what I'm like middle? Do you, do you just do you just use the towel on your your head and uh, it'll yeah, hang out exactly. in the bottom? Yeah, is that go. what your half dressed is? Parading around, making sure the windows are you know open and everything. Uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, I walk into the, the living room. My wife is just kind of having a cup of coffee and, and watching TV. And, uh, you know, as, as I'm kind of like picking through my, my, the clothes I'm about to put on, um, for those that don't know, I'm a, I have pretty bad uh, allergies. Uh, and, I, you know, when I skip a day of my medication, it, it, it's pretty obvious pretty quick that, that I, I forgot. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just seasonal shit where I sneeze a lot when I don't don't sure. uh, when I don't medicate. It's good that you have a lot of cat. It's good that you have a lot of cats then too. That's probably good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure it does wonders for it. Uh, regardless of the cause, though, that's just something that's just the reality of my day to day life. Sure, uh, it's yeah. important to cats. this story. Is all the the, the sneezing. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up, and I I. I I, I go into one of my moments where I'm about to sneeze, and I sneeze just super hard. My back seizes up because I just sneeze so hard. And at the same time, I'm experiencing this pain, have another sneeze coming, a fart just blasts out the backside. So, And my wife's watching this, and of course, I'm in pain. You know, I'm like, you know, it's like my back hurts. I just blapped and I and I'm I still have more sneezing to do. But at the same time, I think it's funny, too. She's laughing and and I start laughing and then I start sneezing. And it's just like I I don't I think I had to, like, lay down on the floor and and, and stretch for about 10 minutes just to be able to put my (laughs) pants on. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, I, so you were naked at this happening too? Well, no, like I Half said, I, I had my underwear on. That was about it. Oh, okay. Maybe a shirt at okay. that point. I, I don't re- recall specifically, but I, I was can in I the process quick, of getting dressed. So, Can I do a quick recap of your experience? Yeah, go for it. Achoo! <laughs> is that is that pretty good? Yeah, there's more sneezing though. Uh, oh, it was more than one. Oh yeah, it was like one took it you was down. Four or five. The first one took out the back, so I got the sneeze, the the pain, like the ah sneeze, ah sneeze, fart sneeze. Ah, it was just like it was just ridiculous, uh, and it's just like this is me now. When you throw your back out, it's never anything amazing. <laughs> like there's no great story with it. Right. Uh, I, have actually, I was lifting I have actually, a car off a woman who was trapped from a burning mm-hmm. fire, and I yeah. held through it, but since then I've had kind of lower back pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have used more, you know, lift from the legs is what they say. Yeah. And and no, I've I've done the same thing. I had this, like, just massive, like, patchoo, like that. And I, and I, I like, snap back, and, like, it was like this, like, rocket, like, a thousand, like, the pressure of, of, of just this amazing sneeze. And I had, like, whoosh. I had like whiplash and everything, and I, I threw my back out. It was bad for a couple of days, and, and I, I was almost the same thing. I know I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't fart at the same time. I don't recall <laughs> that being. I don't remember that being the bonus. I've, I've always actually always told that if you sneeze and fart at the same time, you will die. That's why I've. I told. felt like it. That's the for two, sure. <laughs> the two that the, it's actually almost. I think it's actually physically impossible the exact second to do the same. Or you will you'll blow your ass out and your your uh, <laughs> and your face will your head will explode. Is, is that the same people who say like if you fall in your dream and you actually hit ground you're you're actually dead? Like you yes, always it's wake the same up people. You, yeah, okay. It's the same. It's, it's the same society. <laughs> the same society. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Back anyway, dream but, but, part society. But but when you happen, you're just like it's like am I this? Like we've talked about, are we, are we this fragile as podcasters? It may be, <laughs> by the way, this is kind of, we have so many like similar things that have happened to us. Uh, maybe this was the universe putting us together is mm. like they have this they have this big plan. It's like the people that sneeze and throw their back outs, fall downstairs and break their <laughs> their wrists and ankles. Um, what other terrible like just like physical oh, man. Uh, things have we had? Like God, there's been at least one of the one I'm car oh, laundry, laundry uh, problems. Oh, like that's right. The washing problems. machines stopped on the same weekend. They, all these things are. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are connected in the universe this way. Um, but, We're symbiotic uh, beings. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I'll let. I'll give you fair warning if I, yeah, if I yeah. have some kind of. Uh, if I shit my pants at work tomorrow, <laughs> I'll, I'll say, "Dude, bring some wipes." Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, keep an extra pair of drawers in your drawer. Check, check, one, two, bitch You barely touched the ground Yeah, took the on your bounce game 
Limp Bizkit dropped their new album, Still Sucks, on <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's all caps, that title. But uh, eh, I'll tell you, for Limp Bizkit, not that bad. It's got some pretty good uh, pretty good songs on there. Is it 12 songs, 30 minutes? Sometimes you realize you got to disconnect your brainstem and and uh, listen to some Freddie D. He's got some wisdom, <laughs> and and one of the one of the pieces of wisdom that, that Fred has is everyone needs some hardcore fucked up banger head shit sometimes, and that person is me. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've always uh, uh, you're the only person I know that loves Limp Biscuit, and that is not a cheap shot at somebody who may be listening. Loves, loves. Yeah, you're you're the you're the biggest Limp Biscuit fan I know. Oh, good. Well, I'll just tell you, go back to Golden Cobra <laughs> and uh, listen to the title track. Pretty good. Yeah. Came out ten years ago. That's yeah, bad. But uh, but let's talk. Let's talk about some other music. Maybe it could, will it make my top ten of the year? That's what people want to know. Ooh, yeah, we got that coming up. So yeah, we'll we'll hold on. Uh, I'm gonna just basically hold my breath until then. So uh, now I will say this: there there is a side of you that likes things that you're afraid to actually throw out and admit. I mean, oh no, uh, oh absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, that that whole exchange uh, at, at Rock and Pod where you threw me under the bus of oh, no, no, he's the only guy that doesn't like winery dogs. I love him because you're in front of winery dog fans and you just you can't stand by your own opinion. Uh, I did not know for the longest time that you had any like of local age. But once Aaron Camaro made it okay to talk to, suddenly that's, you know. And by the way, I, I would embrace all these these oddities about you. I think you need to just put it out there. I'm L.C. Fox. I love Limp Biscuit. It's fine. I also like Michael McDonald. Is it okay? Yeah, that's f- absolutely fine. Can I do the rest of the episode uh, in my Michael McDonald impersonation? <laughs> Please, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best as we go on. <laughs> See? Not too bad. I'm already, like, I'm already liking you better, just from hearing that tone. If you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. So speaking of great musical, uh, you know, just in general, just great music in general, you recently had a trip to a town that's known for putting out great music like Limp Bizkit still sucks. And what is that town? <laughs> yeah, I went to Seattle last week. Uh, my, my wife and I, for our anniversary, took a trip out west. Um, Very you know, cool. I heard that, you know, it's, it's just, you know, sunny, a lot of a lot of good beaches. Great time of year to weather-wise to be in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. But no, yeah, sure. we, we, went, we took a trip to Seattle, so it was fun. Nice. Is that all you got? Is that your anecdote? <laughs> <laughs> you wanted an anecdote? Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was good, uh, good times. <laughs> okay, I can I can tell why you're a podcaster, you're a master of your craft. To elaborate a little more, uh, you know, basically doing the grunge thing. I think it was when I was talking to Mark Yarm. It started to dawn on me that you know it would actually be a worthwhile trip for me to someday make it out to Seattle. I didn't really have a timetable on it, but you know, it, my sister happens to live out there as well. She moved there a few years back. Uh, uh, so the, you know, there was the, the connection where you know she could uh, 
haul us around and things of that nature to some of the, you know, because we stayed downtown um, not too far. There's a thing called Pikes Peak Market, if people are are, are, are not familiar with the, the layout there. But we were about uh, four blocks from that. So a lot of the stuff that, you know, that I wanted to do was in the walking distance. You know what I mean? Even the touristy shit like uh, the, the Space Needle uh, was like a 10-minute walk. So... Oh, nice. Yeah, but you know there was shit that was a little further out, and my sister drove drove us around to that. Like we went to the uh, the the steps. We went to the apartment where everybody lived in the movie Singles. Um, I got a picture on the steps there. Um, and then trespassing? Yeah, uh, probably loud? a little bit. Yeah, I mean, mm. couldn't do too much there. You know what I mean? That that was actually fairly low on my list. Uh, it was like if we have time. And my sister just, you know, I, I told her the things I wanted to do so she could kind of map it out and kind of get an idea where it is, you know, from where we're going to be. Um, and, yeah, we, we had a couple hours between, um, basically, we did it the day we did Mopop Museum. We we went to Mopop, and then our tickets for the Space Needle were a couple hours after we were done with that. So we just kind of quick zipped over there. Yeah, we, we kind of double parked the car. Um ran out uh you can't really tell in the picture but it was raining when we took it and the steps were wet my wife is sitting on my hand to keep her ass dry and i'm doing my best to just sit right on the edge so i just Mm -hmm. get that little bit of wet uh but uh you know it was like quick julie take the picture and boom 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 we uh we're on our way but um the 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 first thing though i did was we went to a a place called easy street records oh go ahead did you have something you want to interject no i was just gonna say this is very similar to when uh when we were staying in boulder that i trespassed and took a picture on where mork and mindy used to live (laughs) (laughs) i I don't remember seeing that picture (laughs) well i'll share it with you it's the same thing yeah pretty yeah honestly it is but uh Anyway, right after we landed, uh, my my sister uh, ran us out to a place called Easy Street Records that I wanted to check out. Now, that's got some history with uh, being a, a shop that a lot of the bands would, would put their merch in or sell. It is weird, too, when I went in there. Like, they actually have, like, tabs that say, like, Pearl Jam. You know, just in the, in the you know, as you're going through the CDs and you see the Pearl Jam tab, it actually says local next to it. <laughs> you know? Like, that's pretty cool. Like, that's, that's why I wanted to jump in, if you would mind. Yeah. Was the inspiration for the trip partly for doing the whole whatever not never mind series and then kind of wanting color behind all the history because that was a ton of research mm-hmm. and you know all the time, or was that already in, in in on your mind previous? No, it definitely doing that series kind of put highlighted that like the weird thing is like I thought I'd be out there at some point because my sister moved out there. That was sure. that was as close as it came to to me ever thinking about going to Seattle. Um, but no, going through that, yeah, like I said, I think it was when I was talking to Mark Yarm because his book covers a lot. You know, it's an oral history with a lot of different people chiming in, and there's just all these places. Then yeah, you start hearing some of the, these references repeat through different guests that we had on, or or you know some of the music. So yeah, it was it was a huge influence on that. You know, um, now it was our anniversary trip, so it had to be something that you know my wife would also. Uh, be just as into um, so she likes the music stuff but she also collects pops and the Funko Pop headquarters is just about <laughs> right. 30 minutes north of Seattle okay so that was part of part of it too um, and I saw that you got your own oh right <laughs> yeah. yeah we got our own pops you can have those Pretty made cool right looking. there in the store but yeah, how long does it take like if you say like I want a Baco and a Toots Pop how, how long is the uh the process they just grabs they basically just like grab one that wears cargo pants or cargo shorts yeah right? i mean that- basically from 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 you designing it to when it's done it's about 20 minutes 
Um, Holy shit. But yeah, it, it, but you would, it's less impressive when you see how it's done because everything's right there. You don't actually see them assemble yeah. it, but it's like this bin of heads, this bin of hair, <laughs> this bin of arms, you know, torsos and stuff like that. So yeah, you, you can pick, you know, you can, you can customize it pretty specific. I don't know if you can see it in the picture, but I actually have a little gray cat. As uh, as my Ooh. buddy in mine, so yeah, that's my, nice. That's my boy Pep Pep. Uh, he's uh, he he didn't seem to give a shit when I showed it to him though. That's like he's like, no. what are you even <laughs> what are you even doing here, man? So yeah, no, I understand. That's cool. <laughs> you you have your own you have your own pop. You 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 and the wife, and you also you can say that you're assembled in the U.S. There we go. Hey, exactly. Right? Yeah, probably not made here, uh, manuf- but but mm-hmm. assembled. No. Yes, I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm an automobile from right. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. But but yeah. But okay, that's cool. So so I guess my my question was <clears throat> on the trip because uh, I I you know I I've never for example I've never researched London and then gone mm-hmm. to London or whatever like that like and and like been into it like I've done for for in my perspective it would be the same thing as doing this huge like school project or whatever like that for two years, which is essentially what it was, all this research. And then all of a sudden, boom, this is what the place actually is. Because I can't think of any specific area uh, that has spawned in one one town, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that that zone that has spawned some, so many like landmark albums, period, whether you love grunge or not, right? So what did you, I guess my, that's my, my long-winded version of asking the question of what what was it like going there knowing the history of that you know i I, i'm glad that i had that behind me as opposed to just going out and visiting my sister not thinking about it because i did basically i I made a list um of places that i would i at least had some cursory interest a lot of these are just places that i could kind of stand outside and look at you know what i mean like the more theater some of these these clubs things of that nature um you know or a door to a, a rehearsal room but so i, I rated everything from a, a, a one to a five and i was able to do everything with a four or a five rating except for one thing and that was this thing called black forge which is just a rehearsal room door. It's still painted it, uh, with the, the same painting that uh, it was whoever did. I don't know if the bands did it, did it or not, but um, it, it still looks the same it did as when Soundgarden and Pearl Jam would rehearse there. But uh, it's not a rehearsal space anymore. There's really nothing you can do besides take a, a picture of it. So even though that was a four, that probably was the, 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 the least important of the four because... Again, if it was within a few blocks of where I was staying, I would have definitely got it. But it was, you know, it wasn't near anything that we were going to, so it just wasn't worth a special trip to take a picture of a door. But uh, that, that Easy Street Records though was really important to me because it has that mural of it's, it's a painting of Chris Cornell, and then next to that is one of uh, Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone. The, the Mother Love Bone one is a recreation of an original mural. Um, by the the bassist uh, Jeff Ament, and he actually came out and redid it and, and painted the one that's on this store. I don't know a few years back. So, okay, so that was kind of cool. And then the record store was was pretty badass. Now, I, I I didn't really buy any music. I did. I bought a T-shirt, some stickers, and a and a uh, a new uh, uh, pad for my uh, turntable, new turntable pad. Okay, but uh, that was you of know, what. Of, of for their record store, it's like a dartboard, and it has you know it it, it men- names the record store, and then it has all, all the Seattle bands, everything okay. from uh, uh, who's that fat rapper, the big butts guy? Uh, oh, of course, um, 
Sir Mix-a-Lot. So it goes as deep as that. He's on there sure. as well. Not just grunge is all I'm getting at heart and things of that nature. Although so, it has, I, has, so it has War Babies on there? It did not have War Babies or Chris Cro- or, or Queensryche. Uh, but I did look for the War Babies CD there because it's one that's a little, might, maybe a little easier to find. But uh, Oh, okay. I, I they probably still haven't sold them. Yeah. Been sitting there. <laughs> that was what I was banking on. But no, they, <laughs> they, they did not have a copy. Uh, I would. I, that's one of the ones there's a handful that I still look at every time I go anywhere used but I, I really thought maybe I'd, I'd find it there but that was the only record shop I went into though um, again not really there's, there's a lot of really good record you know shopping I can do here that I just didn't really I didn't make a, a point of that place I would think of is if you were a huge classic country aficionado, it would be Nashville. That's, I mm. just can't think of any other other town that's like a music town. Yeah, because like, like Los like Angeles, my, well, it, it's it's largely people going there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's, there's the Sunset Strip. Like when I went to the Sunset Strip, I was I, I I didn't get anything from like okay, this is exactly what it looked like. And I'm saying like I didn't it didn't do anything for me. I, I went to the Whiskey a Go Go, and that was about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I could. Now, the Mopop uh, Museum, which was one of the highlights of the trip, has a lot of music stuff in it. Now, it's a pop culture museum, so there's horror movies, uh, science fiction stuff, and, you know, a lot of props that are actually from the, like, you know, uh, they had one of the lightsabers from the the first Star Wars, things of that nature, you know what I mean? Um, All throughout the thing, but there is a a section on Nirvana. Um, They have their own little room. Uh, there's a, a, a section on gu- uh, guitars, and the, basically these are just like a lot of famous people guitars, you know, local to, to worldwide. So it isn't the, the museum is not dedicated just to Seattle or the the Pacific Northwest, uh, but it does have exhibits very much for that. Like there's a Hendrix room that is, you know, he's he's from the area there. Um, there's a hip hop, uh, you know, history of hip hop uh, exhibit that that's there, uh, like a, a video game thing. But the prize for me was the, the the Pearl Jam exhibit, which is a temporary one. My understanding is that it it, it ends sometime in twenty twenty two. But right when the elevator is open, that's on the third floor for whatever that matters. But once the elevator door is open, the first thing you see is that prop from the first album cover, uh, ten, where it's just like the, the big Pearl Jam logo and pink lighting. Um, right. So it 
right away, you, you know, your the hairs on your neck start popping. Like, wow, that's I always thought it was a superimposed photo, but this is the actual thing they made. I think Jeff Ament made that too. Oh, so, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I interesting. So they so for the album cover, they actually got in front of a huge like painting or whatever the background is for the album cover. I'm not sure what the, the, the substrate is, but to me, it looked like plywood that's painted. Uh, yeah. Cut out the Pearl Jam, and then it's just lit. So I, I'm pretty sure just the actual logo is is what they used. I I, I mean, obviously, the, the album cover wasn't shot there, so they're just recreating the lighting and stuff that they, you know. But yeah, so I had to, of course, you know, recreate the photo the best I could with my wife. But Sure, yeah, no, I saw it. It's awesome. And then there's like a, a little room where they just play... Uh, it's almost like that Sirius XM Pearl Jam channel, where, uh, but except for they, they they don't play full shows. They play this song and they move to a different one while they they have a giant screen that kind of just flashes through uh, photos of the history of the band, everything from backstage uh, pictures that you, maybe people are wouldn't see, or to to live performance photos, things of that nature. So we sat in there for I don't know maybe about a song and a half worth. But then the the rest of the exhibit, which is pretty sprawling, um, is just random artifacts from their career. Uh, and uh, if you're a fan, I don't know that what more you could do. To me, it reminded me a lot of Paisley Park. It's not quite as big, but uh, uh, there's just so much that you can take in. If you like, there's like their T-shirts are just everywhere. Like they have just a wall here, and then further down you you run into another wall. Things like that. Tour books. Uh, uh, instruments, all sorts of stuff, you know what I mean? And then also including some of the history before the band, you know, with Mother Love Bone, Rock Candy. I can't remember what uh, Mike McCready's band was, but they had like a little display of him before Pearl Jam with a well, uh, like an Iceman, Paul Stanley Iceman guitar, things of that nature. Huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then, of course, uh, giant-sized Funko Pops of each member. Um, <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, I, I'm trying to think, is that a traveling so it actually goes goes around. I don't like believe so. No, I think this was oh. just set up for temporary. Is in yeah. temporary, just there and it's done. Yeah, that's okay. my understanding. But who knows? You know, it got extended because of COVID. So uh, you know that that it worked out in, in our benefit. Because boy, I you know if you don't know about it and you don't see it, you probably don't think about it. But man, now that I've been through it, I couldn't imagine making this trip and not being able to take that in. That was probably music wise, the highlight, even though it was like a new exhibit, but it was history. You just kind of shoved into a giant room, you know? And so it was cool. Okay. Did they have, do they have a, a section just called the boring period, which is called no code. And you just like <laughs> blast through it real quick. <laughs> yeah. That was closed off. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that just says like doubt, doubt, uh, close for non-interest. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely, uh, if you're a music fan and you're going to Seattle, you got to check out the Mopop museum. It's about 30 bucks. It's definitely worth it. Uh, but, this- but no, before, before you close up all, all this and, and wrap it up, but, is there any band that's still active that has their own fucking exhibit museum that you can go check out? Can you think of any? Man, that's. that's- I mean, uh, Kiss. You, I don't know why Kiss doesn't. Uh, yeah, why, why don't they have like they? I get they kind of did that on the Kiss uh, convention, but I get your point. Yeah, they're really. It's uh, it is kind of incredible. And the thing is, like, 
I'm just now starting to get into the the post vitality stuff and kind of sample some of those things. I, I've always kept up a little bit on it, and, and like I said, I, I think I've mentioned that I, I do like that lightning bolt record, which is somewhat new. Yeah, Gigaton. I don't know. It was, but that between lightning bolt and vitality, I'm just now, you know, when I see those used, I'll, I'll pick one up. I like that avocado record. Is is yeah, that one's pretty, that's, that's what bad. brought me back in. No, but that's the one that brought me back in, like okay. 2006 or whatever. That was I was like, oh, I forgot. These guys still fucking can can pull it off, you know, but uh, there was an odd sprawling period for them. But but with that said, I know that's going to make some people's head explode for purists. But the <laughs> but is but like there's a band that there's a few there's a handful of bands that that really do it right. And I'll just say and, and also it's, it's 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 it is odd to think that Pearl Jam is the only one that doesn't have that has survived is in still alive as far as the band members. Right. Know? The, the majority of it, you know, all lead singers dead. From yeah, the, the only four, the only for, the only lead singer of the big four there left is Vetter. Yeah. I mean, they're right there. But but as far as things do it right, I, I can put I'll just use two. I think that that as far as bands that understand their fans and give the fans what they both want and deserve is Metallica and Pearl Jam. As far as an archive of every fucking, you know, live show that you want to hear, like the whole hmm. Very varied set lists on tour from active. I'm talking about active bands and things like that. That's, I think that's a great comparison because, you know, they both also like when they do new material, it seems like they're incapable of releasing anything that isn't going to, you know, have a be debated by the fan base. It's like it's great. It's horrible. It's like, you know, with every record. You know, myself included. You know what I mean. I, I feel, you know, str- have pretty strong reactions to it every Metallica release. So. There you go, but but still, like the varied set lists, the the creativity. Yes, yes. I mean, may, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like just in general, and the fact that they had this exhibit where you can, if you're somebody like yourself, um, that they can go and, and check that out. That's it. Sounds like this was done uh, in a very high quality way, and that's very rare. Is it, all I'm saying. Especially it definitely. From an active I, band. I don't know for for certain, but this feels like the band itself, or at least a member or two, were heavily involved. In what was given, what was displayed, and how it was put together, and you know what what was included, what what wasn't, that kind of thing, and you know I, I appreciate that, especially considering how much they they put out there. But um, but you know on a smaller level, Clutch comes to mind as a band that kind of um, really delivers for their fan base as far as like you know if you're into Clutch, I think they do a lot of stuff between their live shows, their records, and then even the the I thought they were one of the better. Um, bands taking advantage of the, the the live streams during COVID. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just good, it's just good to see that. And um, okay, cool. Well, in general, like, uh, would you say that this kind of uh, reinforced kind of uh, a year and a half of your life and and sure, who knows yeah, yeah. how many weeks of recording and, and and editing? You know, for the whole, you know, that pretty much is. I think that there should be a whatever, never mind, fucking exhibit. Sometime in the future, where <laughs> it just has all everything in there, and then it, it keeps but it's an exhibit that keeps growing. What Ooh, do you what say? Yeah, it's a, it is almost its own. Uh, You've got uh, your own Funko Pop too. Why not? Yeah, right. I, oh, now I need one that's like five feet tall. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it definitely. Uh, it look, it, it all ties together and kind of makes me feel a little more proud of of, of that whole thing. Honestly, I, I it was the reaction. Of some of the people that came up to me in Rock and Pod this last summer, that made me start thinking a little more. <laughs> you know, I was just like, 
was this really? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was because I was just you know I was just in the moment having fun the whole time. But no, it uh, that it, it set me back and it kind of it you know humbled me a little bit and made me feel good about something I put into the world. So and this to your point, absolutely, it did. It definitely did. So. And, I, and I'll tell you this much. This has inspired me that, that uh, I am finally going to do my version of whatever mine, but, but strictly focus on the war babies. <laughs> ah, man, can you stretch the war babies into a year? <laughs> it'll be a whole background of each song, each, each 12, one of the 12 songs on the album. I'll spread out. There'll be interviews with, uh, yeah, it'll be, I'm looking to, to get the lowest ratings possible. Maybe you can finally get Paul Stanley on, huh? We can get him on. Ooh, and, yes. And that's uh, right. it's like, to tell us about connection. writing with the war babies. And he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got. Very cool trip. Anything else you want to add? No, no. I just, uh, it's good, good to be back. Good to be talking to you, man. That's about it. things I would like to mention about my trip. I have kind of a good, bad, and ugly, if, if, if you will indulge me. Uh, okay. All right. The good yeah. is Alaska Airlines. Uh, they still have, like, uh, they, they haven't squished the seats to where basically, like, someone six feet or taller, you you basically, if, if anybody reclines that eighth of an inch back, you're, you're mm-hmm. now basically having that person sit on your lap. They oh. still have normal... Normally space seats. So much, you know. You know what? You know what stood out besides the knee space was that the window was actually lined up with the row of seats. Uh, you know, because they've they've kind of shrunken the gaps on all you know, like Delta and all that stuff. Right, right. Uh, so the you, you basically you have a window seat, but you either have to crane ahead to just look out to the side of the seat ahead of you or behind you because the the way they've done it, only like every tenth seat actually lines up with the window. Uh, so, yes, uh, Alaska Airlines, I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, what do you think, Gene Simmons? The minutiae of it all. People don't see that. Kudos to Alaska Airlines, and uh, and I and I really did enjoy Seattle. Um, Gene, have you ever been to Seattle? I would have no problem moving here. A uh, wonderful airline, and uh, uh, took off on time, arrived just a little early, so uh, mm, nothing but uh, nice. five stars. And speaking of five stars, if I could just put in a quick request for reviews for our show. Mm, uh, yeah, really you know what? Uh, we, we don't that. we don't ask for that enough. Please, yes, if you if you do like and listen to the show, please give us uh, reviews anywhere you can find them. Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, help me out here, Podchaser. No, just any anywhere that, that you uh, find it convenient to throw up some some thoughts and some feedback is 
Greatly appreciated. The number of listens do not correlate at all to the number of reviews that we have out there. And probably because we don't make a concerted effort like most podcasts to hit you for those in the beginning and the end of the episodes. We just, uh, but uh, that's it. Just uh, get some, get some instant karma out there. That's all we want for Christmas for this holiday season is some reviews. Continue, please. Okay, and then uh, the bad would be Delta Airlines for the exact opposite reason. It was just a (laughs) uh, a cramped, tight, and just a horrible boarding process. Here's a question. Now, I know the first class people like to be reminded how important they are, but doesn't everybody just want to get on the plane as quick as possible and exit the plane as quick as possible, right? I don't understand the boarding policies at all, other than people who need... You know, extra assistance going first. You know what I mean? Other than that, I think you just board from the back to the front. Uh, it it makes no sense the way they do it. So, uh, other than that, you know, because like, oh, but if you if you have, if you have our credit card, you get to board early. Things of that nature. I just, I don't know. I mean, it happens all the time, man. I, I know what you're saying. Like, I've seen, it gets more more aggravated. The more exceptions for people getting on early, early boarding mm-hmm. and everything, it happens. And it's stupid. Like, I think I think last time I was like, who here has a dog? Like, yeah. then you, you, you get to go first. And you know yeah. what? How about charge for the carry-on and check the bag for free? Again, these aren't money-making ideas, so the airlines will not be using them. All right, and then the ugly. I have a buddy, Dale. I've mentioned him, I think, once on this show here. He is the guy who is so into music. He thought, heard it through the grapevine, was a song by the California Raisins <laughs> for the Hardee's commercials. So he, he's, he's not a music guy. He's a simple, small-town uh, he likes Hardee's, though. Yes, he does. He likes Hardee's and Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> it's American. After ever, no. after um, commenting on a couple posts uh, uh, that I shared on Facebook, and the point there is once he knew I was in Seattle, it's like he was reminded he had to ask me a question that needed an, an answer. And so I'm going to say the ugly is like, come on, man, you know, I'm on fucking vacation. It's like, hey, can we get together on November 13th? I don't fucking know. You know I'm in Seattle. I don't don't I, mean, I don't have Amy's work calendar with me. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, so th- uh, fuck you, Dale. That's all I got to say. Fuck you. So Wow. All right. And hey, Dale. uh what but since we a fi- five star review, please, Dale. <laughs> I don't know that he could find his way around it. Uh uh he'd probably be confused by the process, you know. <laughs> yeah. Five stars to Cobras and Fire and the California Raisins. And I'm comfortable saying all this because there's no chance he's ever gonna listen. No, so, no. I, so. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, no up problem. yours, Dale. Um I can't wait till you go on vacation. I'm going to be texting you nonstop with very specific detailed questions. Uh uh, so anyway, not it's all good. Not it wasn't that big a deal. But hey, um, let's get into what we're going to use for this week's question of the week. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I've got a question for you. I threw out there on social media before I left. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but I put it on both Twitter and Facebook. But it was like, who do you, who would you say played the role of Jason Voorhees? in our radio play of Friday the 13th Part 6 because absolutely did a great job yeah that person <laughs> as you too. know not did not once uh, said a word so mm-hmm. um, yeah. anyway if it's all right I'll, I'll get into the Twitter responses sure so he so the question is I'll, I'll say it like this for our latest episode who played Jason for our latest episode who played Jason Voorhees answers will be read in a future episode. So here's the answers we got on Twitter. Uh, Jay-Z, Jay Zablewski, said Bob Hope. Uh, Decibel Geek came in with uh, an answer that means a lot to fresh, me. Fresh reference. Yes, yes. Fresh, yeah. uh, Decibel Geek came in with Steve. 
Uh, so that, always a winner. Yeah, always a winner, Steve. Uh, Bill Elam uh, came in with Thabo, mm. and that is a Kiss Room reference. So go uh, go go listen to the Kiss Room. Check out, join their group on Facebook, and within a, a week you'll know who Thabo is. Um, Very negative. A guy named Casey Miller, uh, uh, just someone I'm not familiar with. So thanks for uh, commenting, Casey. Uh, Aaron Camaro. So I thought that was a, a good, a good guess. Mm. And Stephen yeah. Michael may have won Twitter with uh, his. He just said super easy, Mitch Malloy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is. Uh, I think that's the winner right there. All right, I have the Facebook one pulled up. You just want me to hammer through him? Uh, please do. All right, Neil Hansen, uh, the same guy who does the voice of Michael Myers. Um, that's clever. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Galasic came in with the same thing that Decibel Geek did over on Twitter. Is that Steve? Uh, Todd Cunningham. He actually had a couple uh, here. He hits us with two. His first hmm. one is Mr. Rogers. Um, kind of okay. uh, abstract. Uh, and then <laughs> I kind of like this next one. I'm not really sure why, but my old shop teacher. <laughs> Okay, that might be the winner if there is anything more. Oh, God, I got two more. Uh, Stephen Stacy uh, said Marie, and then in, I don't know, he put it in quotes, Colander. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Gollin uh, only hints at the Stephen Michael response, and he says that one guy who was briefly in Van Halen. So uh, mm. thanks, okay. everybody, for, for chiming in. Uh, look for a regular question of the week to return next uh, for our next episode. But, yeah, this is uh, good stuff. I'm going with the the winner being Steve, my old shop teacher. Yeah, I, the, the, my favorites were my old shop teacher, of course. Or Mitch Malloy, my old shop Steve teacher. Steve and Mitch Malloy. Yeah, yeah. and um, there you go. So yeah, but you know what? We're all winners here, though. We're all winners here at Cobras and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Everybody gets we appreciate a the input. Yes. Yeah. And here's here's the other thing. Go get those comments if you had time to do that. Give us a five star review. What do you say? Yeah. Hey. Kiss items to wrap up the show with. Uh, the first one I sure. want to get into. I don't think you you even heard this, and I'm not sure that the audio clip is still out there. It was it was an, a recording, clearly a secret recording <laughs> that Ace's ex girlfriend Rachel Gordon threw up on YouTube. And in the middle of it, a um, 
I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to tell with Ace because he has kind of a sloppy delivery. I don't know if he was, you know, under any influence or if he was just, this is how Ace talks now. I, I probably shouldn't speculate on that. But Ace, what year is it? Well, it's is while they year? were dating. So um, I, I, I don't, again, I, it may have said on the recording, but I'm not sure that it did. Ten uh, years ago, five years ago. Yeah, somewhere, let's say between five and 15 years. It's <laughs> um, good. good range. So, yeah, Ace goes into this rant about how Jews stink. And they they smell bad. And it is like, it's one of those, like, old man racist dipshit kind of like, you know, like, you know, things that you, you, you equate to somebody, you know, based solely on just stupid speculation from like i don't know a history of hating a, a group of people uh, i don't know if i'm describing that but yeah he's just he goes on to say and and she tries to defend him you can't say that you don't know that all juice it's like i i i do know and anyway the whole thing i i just thought was it's 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 it's, it's a little sad as a kiss fan when this stuff comes out but there's just something also kind of funny and not in a good way but it's just like Jesus Christ, man! Like I don't even understand like the motivation behind sharing these thoughts. How did it come up? Hey, uh, dinner's great. Also, Jews stink. <laughs> yeah, what's the say? All I know is that Rachel has an archive of gold. <laughs> she has. I'm guessing this is just the tip has of the to. iceberg. But yeah. But that you know, to me, that says a little bit about her character too. That you're even thinking about this shit. You know, why are you with somebody that you, th- you feel you need to secretly record at all, unless you think you're going to use this to blackmail them at some point? Yeah, she's something like a real, real, real catch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that. like I, I can only imagine the uh, what would happen to my life if if uh, uh, any of my uh, be it my wife or ex girlfriends had recordings of just my rambling thoughts. Oh my you god! You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd I'd be toast, you know. I, mean, I I'll, you know, there's part of me that really wishes we could joke about race and and have because I, you know, there is some really ridiculous humor that you can do about it. But it's you know, like Dave Chappelle was great at balancing that line of kind of getting out there too far. Now he's recently gotten himself in some trouble for some other stuff. So we're yep. at that point now where. I don't know. I, I don't want to get too big. But, but here's the thing. I think we can have fun with it because because here's the thing. I think that that all Ace is basing his research on is being on a tour bus with, you know, Paul and Gene, <laughs> which is confusing because if I'm on a tour bus with Paul or Gene, I either think that Jews smell like uh, pomegranate body wash, Paul, <laughs> Or use Twinkie wrappers, Gene. <laughs> I, I always imagine Gene smelling like, uh, I don't know, um, cream cheese that's gone bad. <laughs> and is a bagel. He's like, uh, he's like a, an everything bagel and spoiled cream cheese. Like what, kind of, basically, that's, I, when he sweats, I assume that's what's coming out. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you want to also. Oh, I think well, so yeah, too. you get I in the early that. days when they're actually riding in a car together. Ace right. probably couldn't tell which one it was that stink, uh, that stunk. So he was like, just assuming it was the Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it turns out that on further research, you know, that Italians stink. It was, it was just Peter. What do you think Peter smells like? Besides confusion and failure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He, he's, it's like that, that smell you get when you don't know how to set the DVR, the, the, the VCR clock. Peter still has a VCR, and and oh, that, that that no, Betamax is, motherfucker, the, Betamax. No, he, he Betamax is too early. He got into the VCR game, definitely not cutting edge. Oh, 
So, yeah, he got one in in the late 80s. He still uses it, and that clock always flashes 12. Uh, He's he's never been able to set it. He can't program it. Um, That's what Peter smells like is a flashing clock on a VCR. (laughs) Yeah, I think his his body odor is is out of sync. Yeah? You don't think he smells like too much cologne? (laughs) Yeah. You know he doesn't reprogram his clocks because he can't keep time. He he smells like Brut Fabergé. Ooh. <laughs> like a yeah. lot of brute. A lot. Yes. Mostly because he got a uh didn't didn't oh, you know what? Didn't uh didn't Kiss have Kiss Cologne at some point? <laughs> oh yeah, I got a bottle upstairs. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the, we got the his and hers. Uh I got the pit stick and uh, uh there's some after shower splash. It's basically another yeah. fucking perfume, but Okay. Yeah, what a fucking crock of shit that was. Uh that's fifty bucks I'll never get back. So. Wow! Why did you do that again? Did you get, get an autograph? Was that what the no, scandal? Was no, no, I just bought it. Actually, act, sorry, uh, I bought Amy the hers for Christmas, and she got me the his. So okay. it, it wasn't even like something that I sought out. I actually it was kind of a joke because I was like, when when I opened mine, she hadn't opened hers yet, and we both came up with the same lazy gift to give each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think anything else on this on this. Uh, Ace random comment? No, it's uh, sadly not too surprising. You know, Paul's made some comments about... Um, Paul has made comments in the past. You're referring to Ace as some sort of anti-Semite and stuff like that. And uh, So I, now we get into the Anti, area that... Anti-Semite. Yeah, anti-Samite. no, he's, not, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely not an anti-Samite. He would, he would definitely uh, take a... Uh, take Sammy up on anything that Sammy would throw his way. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Sammy doesn't stink. He's not, a, he's not one of those stinky Jews. <laughs> God. Sammy looks like somebody that might stink. Yeah. yeah, he smells like rum and sand. Right, that's what I mean. And, and probably bo. Doesn't it look like he like doesn't like uh, maybe shower a lot? I don't know. Well, now we're getting yeah. off track here. No, I mean I, you could definitely tell when when uh, Sammy and Michael Anthony have left a room, <laughs> was left behind. You know. Yeah, because the buffet table's empty and uh, <laughs> and it smells a little better. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but two guys I do not want to be trapped in an elevator too long with.
speaking of smells, Kiss Cruise 10 has sailed and uh, has returned to port. <laughs> I'm curious to hear the recap from Joe Polo to find out if he made it to the UPS store okay this time. I know last time he had some trouble. but uh, And I'll hmm. say this. Uh, I think as far as diehard Kiss fans, my two favorite have to be Joe Polo and Julian Gill. Just because, you know, there's so many KISS fans, like the, the guys who host that show about the number of sides of coins, that they, they, mm-hmm. they just seem to only have that kind of smug luck. But, but Julian Gill and Joe Polo seem to have the kind of luck I had as a KISS fan when it comes to, like, tracking down and finding things. So um, they just seem more like regular, real people to me uh, than some of those guys that I might be floating around in the ocean with. But uh, oh, uh, okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure whatever uh, his experience was, he'll be sharing it on, on an upcoming episode of Podcast. So. Yeah, and, and like, like we, we, uh, we like to do, uh, I just want to give a quick synopsis of of something that we didn't attend. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, we are the, the inventors of this, no matter what, uh, um, the shout out loud cast will, will have you believe. Yes. Other, oh, they uh, were on the cruise pan- this year, by the way, did you see that? Yes. Yeah. Fellow pantheoners. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, uh, <clears throat> I heard their recap and I just want to just have a few comments on, uh, so, on, on some things. So we're actually I- taking it next level. We're, we're commenting yes. on an event we didn't go to based on the coverage of people who were there uh, and we're using their show as a reference point. That's I All right. I'm giving credit credit when credit is due. This I mean, is a- and I thought we broke ground with the dramatic reading of Friday the 13th. Now nope. we're taking this podcast where no show has gone before. No, this is like the whatever the phone game where yeah. reality gets distorted. Uh, you know, this is this is like um, that copy of that. You know, when you got the recording of, you know what? This is this. This is basically this segment is going to have the sound quality of Gene Simmons vault when you're hearing 10th generation recordings of demos that he doesn't own. Only 300 left people go to Rhino.com right. to, to get one of them uh, for 500 bucks now. No experience. Mm-hmm. No experience. Just 500 bucks and a box of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, my God. I wonder, you know, I probably couldn't. I could take all my CDs and throw them in a box and I couldn't get 500 bucks for them right now. No, absolutely not. 500 for 11. Come on. And that. How about that dumb little doll of him? Like in a suit? Like what? I saw what fan was that? I saw some comment in um, the group that I enjoy. I am vinyl. Somebody posted it and said, I know this is not vinyl, but I want you to let you know it. And somebody's like, man, it's a little too steep, but I'm really enticed about getting this. I'm like, dude, you don't know what's on that thing. What's on that thing is bootlegs of bootlegs of bootlegs of stuff that somehow he got downloaded off the Internet of revenge recordings. Yeah. It sucked. It's just so bad, right? Yeah. It just blows my mind. No effort made to restore any of that stuff or find... You know, original generation bullshit. This guy's been keeping this stuff. If he does, he's been keeping it un- like in a bucket underwater. You know, it's just right. like these things sound like fucking shit, Gene. What do you? What's the basics of what you would want to have on a Kiss Cruise besides the experience and, and going there and hanging out with with uh, your fellow fans and things like that? But from 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 Kiss as a minimum, what are you looking for? Okay, as as you know, wise? you're saying like setting aside my personal issues with Paul's voice, things of that nature. Just, yeah. Okay. Taking all that out. Just I, like what is from what I've seen, I, it, I think it does a very good job. I love the layout and the look of the whole thing. Every time I see these pictures, that gives me a little bit of FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I come back to earth and realize this, this event isn't for me. But if I, if it was, I well, I've already done an article on the songs. They ca- they should not play on the kiss cruise. Okay. Um, and basically, uh, is, if they adhered to that, 
Uh, or, you know what, Paul, Gene, reach out to me. I'll just put together the set list for you. Actually, I think a really fun idea, it's too late to do it, is if they would have done one album at a time. You know what I mean? Play the whole album. Oh, Even though it's not really my play thing. play extra stuff. Because right, right now, they would be like at the music from The Elder, either this tour or the next one. You know what I mean? So it would be fun for me to see if they skip it. Uh, they oh, go, that's the ice that you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that, to me, that would be kind of cool. Or if you just did a different album each night that they perform. But I think that would probably piss some fans off because I think you're only guaranteed one one full show of Kiss. But. Right, right, but but in general, like like you know, there was uh, the the uh, I think creatures of the sea was the theme one time, and this year was Psycho Circus. That was the theme, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, it, you know, um, but uh, but I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. I'm gonna give you what Kiss's set list is. Mm. Real quick, um, before you get into that, can I say what I yeah. don't want? What all those other bands. I don't care. This is a Kiss Cruise. I really don't understand why Black and Blue's on there and all. And, and it, like, to me, that's what Monsters of Rock Cruise should be about. But uh, this is a Kiss Cruise. Just keep everything r- relative to Kiss. I, I like Bruce Kulick or Ace Frehley coming on. That kind of stuff is neat. But I don't need fucking Steel Panther. Um, I would have checked out Sebastian Bach if he had had a valid uh, passport and was able to get on the on the boat. Apparently, his passport had expired and he missed the boat. So. I still say it was Doc McGee that yeah, he uh, intentionally like expired his passport. No, he scheduled the cruise after he knew his passport was going to expire to make him look dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only there was something Sebastian could have done to avoid that. I know. I think that they, they finally invited him on the cruise after Doc McGee went to his wallet and saw his passport was expired and knew that this would end up this way. Or it's a convenient excuse you. because of Doc's recent comments, maybe uh, a more likely, uh, um, conspiracy would be that Sebastian was like fuck that you know fuck him fuck kiss fuck all this and then he just says you know what my passport is expired so yeah could be you never know but uh anyway uh so I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised though with the set list that kiss put together for kiss cruise 10 it took him nine cruises to get it right but can I tell can I can I just I'm just gonna read it off if you want to comment throughout it it's it's all to you okay okay so um, on show one, they hit the stage and open up with Exciter. Hmm. Go into Unholy, All Hell's Breaking Loose, Tears Are Falling, Larger Than Life, <laughs> All American Man, Thou Shalt Not, Radar for Love, eh. Who Wants to Be Lonely, Let's Put the X in the Sex, You Make Me Rock Hard, <laughs> Oof. Domino, Jungle, Forever, a medley of secretly cruel uh, all night and trial by fire, <laughs> paralyzed. I just wanna spit nowhere to run into tonight. You belong to me. Goodbye off of Paul Stanley's solo album, yep. and they end with God gave Thanks rock for the and roll to you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Here to help. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's non makeup heavy. That's uh, I think I saw a different set list, so maybe it was a different night. But uh, I only counted like three songs that shouldn't be be in there. But anyway, yeah, that would be a vast improvement over what they've typically done. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So who who set list is that? Oh, I, that's got to be Bruce Kulick's, right? Because I. Yeah, I, I've I've liked everything he's done on the cruise that I've that I've gotten to see or hear or just like like you said, that's a great fucking set list. You know what I mean? Um, and and that's kind of like uh, what he brings. That that's kind of special. I wouldn't want to get rid of that. You know what I mean? 
Um, so that that that's pretty cool. Uh, I I did see Kiss's set list uh, for the first two nights. I think each set had between six and seven songs that I think just got to be. The, you you just don't play like the Love no. Guns, Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll Nights. Just leave those at 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 the the dock when you go. I mean, don't take them on the boat with you, man. Uh, but uh, it would be nice if if they took the the Bruce Kulick approach to put in the set list. And like I said, there's there's 15 to 20 songs they should just leave on the you know back at home while they take this cruise. You know, you got diehard fans, give them what they want. But if I keep harping on this, I really am just banging the same old drum. My thoughts on this are clear. I don't know that I need to get too much further on it. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, but but it's but but what I'm looking at is that first off, it's Kiss Cruise ten. We're ten years deep into this right now. These guys are older. The set lists keep getting shorter. It used to be like twenty or twenty were songs. Now they're like fifteen songs. The Sail Away show went from an acoustic to an electric, okay. which I think is kind of interesting. Um, they did. You no, know, I, 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 I know, I know, I, I didn't put that together. That is interesting. What is that? They went from acoustic to electric. Uh, I wonder if okay it, yeah. for the sale for the sail away. Like yeah. a couple, uh, I think it was like two. At least the last couple have been electric, which I think is a better way to do it. Um, but uh, so, the, but this year, I just want to give you a set list on that one, um, and that was more of a, I guess, rarity ish. But they kicked off. Now imagine <laughs> you're on the boat. They they they're sailing away, and they go, okay, we're gonna kick this motherfucker off. They open with going blind. <laughs> 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 Which they, electric, yeah, shut up, uh, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen him perform that electric. Uh, no, uh, acoustic, obviously, but uh, anyway. But that's, so that's kind of neat. But that's a weird opening track. And the Shout Out Loud cast really uh, hammer that home. It's just like you know, you're on a boat, you're in your, your, you know, your festive gear, and this is an odd opening song. But they, so, but the electric so you one, moved they from hit, stealing they, from pods and sods. Now you're taking direct <laughs> material from shot. Hey, you know what? You credited them. That's cr- all. Credit them. Yeah. Give me a break. Go listen to the latest episode. I just think that's it's that, in that the was queue. the. the that's the one observation I'm putting directly on there from their show. But uh, then they go to Plaster Caster. Again, electric. I don't think I've heard that electric so two before. Gene songs. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, they go to Got to Choose. Love Her All I Can. Shock Me. Christine 16. Tears Are Fallen. They bring out Bruce for that. As well as, for no apparent reason, Heaven's on Fire, they do with Bruce. Mm. Um, World Without Heroes. Higher Than Hell. Calling Dr. Love and Emma She. So just a 12, 12 track uh, sail away show. But those used to be longer too. My point is just that, you know, these guys are getting older. I get that. But like the set lists keep shrinking every yeah. year too, as far as the number of songs they play too. Well, that sea air, um, that sea air will just tear up oh, your, is that what it is? your throat. Okay. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but listen to that, that, that show or others for people that actually went to it. But in general, like, it's it's just interesting because I would be thrilled mostly with seeing uh, what Bruce Kulick brings because uh, I just think that's amazing those set lists he's putting together with and if if they would put like you know just a little more effort like he does into it for the rarities I just think that would be uh, how it should be that's it's it. probably a little easier for him too because he he doesn't have to try to get anybody else to play the parts he's playing he's doing right. the heavy lifting music wise and he can clearly pull it off and then he has a singer who can still sing so it's it's a little yep. little easier. Understood. Understood. 
But uh, yeah, so I don't know what else to say about that. You know, um, a, a couple things on the on the Kiss front. Um, now there was some news they their Las Vegas residency was canceled. There's a that, that almost seems karmic with the the comments Gene made about David LaRoth and how he's closing out his career with the residency. I don't know something mm-hmm. kind of subtle there. Um, but also uh, they do that that uh, local record store does an Elder Fest every year. Um, I, I've played it a few years back. I did a um, I, I basically made a medley of of most of the songs in the Elder, and I called it the Elder in five minutes, even though it was about six minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I you know you know me loose. I'm fast and loose with facts and time. Fast sure. and loose. Uh, but yeah, I played yeah. that again yesterday. I did not have. I did not commit. I actually had the time. I just didn't really knuckle down and and get ready for this thing till the night before. So I only ended up playing one song, but I thought it uh, turned out pretty good. Uh, I uh, I did an acoustic performance of "Not for the Innocent." I thought that was a bit of a deep track. So maybe Kiss could could uh, touch on that and be inspired. that that is the first live performance by any human I've ever heard of that song. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's a great tune, man. Stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you pulled it off well for three hours of prep and everything (laughs) like that, you know? Or as you like to say it when you're on your stool there. uh, (laughs) I don't know. Have you watched it? Uh, Yeah, I watched it. I like if people watch it to the end. At the end, I look like a toddler about to fall off a stool. I don't know the the way the the, the guy cut it. Like my arms and legs are all like extended. Uh, (laughs) That was my favorite part. It was like, oh, I look like a little giant little baby. But my point is, is that not even Bruce Kulick had the balls to to play that song live. <laughs> so that nice. was going deep, deeper than deeper than Kulik. Yeah. New so term. I reached out to a fellow podcaster about maybe joining me next year. So I'll, I'll leave that as the tease. Oh, very cool. I dig it. But um, yeah, man, what else you got? Oh, man, that's about it, man. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, good to talk to you. Um, get things back in the flow here. Yeah, we got, uh, we're got. we getting close to the end of the year, so I, I guess I should start putting together those uh, year-end episodes and start fucking listing my favorite albums of the year here. Start getting ready for that. That's right. We will be... Just get your, your wallets ready. We are going to uh, completely curate what you should purchase. There we go. So I'm looking forward so. to all that stuff, but uh, we got we got a little time left, but... Uh, there's another tease, future episodes here. Okay, you want to get out of here? Yeah, man, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's time to go. Rock's not dead. It just threw out its back sneezing. And for
they're not all winners, Luce. You know, every now and that's, then it's that's fine. It's the Betamax, not the VCR that you're inventing. All right. Well, that's debatable, though, too. Betamax still superior. Yes. I, I, I uh, well, yeah, my... wasn't, uh, how did Blu-ray beat out HD DVD? Yeah. Uh, it has HD DVD in the fucking name. Blu-ray is stupid. A stupid name. Yes, exactly. It's too close to Bluetooth. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 